TV Campfire Podcast. I was like, yep, okay, so you win for the week. <laughs> We're here. I hate to sound like a broken road. Oh, no! We're fans. It's one of the best things on television. Oh! oh! All right, you got to hold it. Oh, no, you didn't. We talk TV. That was the best scene ever. Like, that I, blew I, me away. It was absolutely amazing. I just couldn't believe it. Welcome to the show. This is podcast number 396, and I am Libby, your host, and this week we have returning guests. Hi, this is Greg, TV enthusiast from St. Louis. Hey, this is Peter. Uh, apologies for my frog voice. Um, uh, living in West Hollywood. Hey, this is Aaron. I'm an actor-writer in Los Angeles. Hi, this is Yusan, and I'm a costume designer and a TV enthusiast. All right. Thanks, guys, for showing up. Uh, this week in the news, there was New York C- City Comic Con, so there was a lot of stuff that came out of there, a lot of trailers, a lot of whatever. The If you haven't seen it yet, go check out the Star Trek Discovery Season 2 trailer. It looks awesome. You get to see your first glimpse of Spock! Um, and then uh, Gotham tease that they're going to introduce Harley Quinn, and by the end of the show, because the season is a short 13-episode season, we're going to have The Rise of Batman is going to be the theme of uh, this season. Um, The Walking Dead did a panel, and uh, Andrew Lincoln did his yet another goodbye. Like, every time there's a big panel, he has a big goodbye speech. And I have to say, having been at the one at Comic-Con, it's really good and it makes you cry. Uh, So he did another big goodbye speech in New York, and then they announced that three old characters will be coming back. Uh, we will have Shane, Sasha, and Herschel will all be returning. And right after they announced that on stage, they then, uh, New York, uh, the Hollywood Reporter broke that Scott Wilson, who plays Herschel, just died. Uh, so that like was that. just like a double whammy. I was like, wow. They was like, he's going to be back on The Walking Dead. Yay. Uh, well, I'm thinking about he's on the OA, and so he just finished shooting season two of the OA. Uh, so yeah, that kind of hit me like a bomb. Um, other news is that, um, I just blanked because I'm still thinking about that. Sorry. Uh, in the news, you have that the new, the CW is starting its rollout of shows. So starting tonight, you get Supergirl and Charmed. And that's the beginning of CW rolling out their superhero lineup. Um, Titans also launches this week on their new streaming service. So the first episode. Uh, so far, the reviews are pretty good. And I was afraid, but I don't I don't know if it's worth the money of buying another streaming service for one show. But the reviews are decent for Titans. Um, Gina Grisham. Grisham? is set to play Jughead's mom on Riverdale. Uh, that only matters to Peter, because I think he's the only one yeah, watching Riverdale. Riverdale and Supergirl. Woo! You mean Gershon? You mean Gershon. Gina Gershon? Gina yeah. Gershon. Yes, that's what I think I said. Something similar. Okay. I said Gina Gershon. No, I think you said Grisham, but whatever. Oh, yes. Well, you knew who I was talking about. Uh, Simon okay. Pegg joins Amazon's new show, The Boys. Um, Star Wars series just booked, uh, okay, help me say his name. 
I want to say his name. Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi. Thank you. Has booked as a director for the new Star Wars series for Disney to launch their streaming service. Um, Brooklyn Nine. Howard. And what? Bryce Dallas Howard, the actress, is also one of the directors. Okay, I don't know who that is. I don't know. I just never knew she directed before, so I was like, oh. I mean, her dad. You directed- know, Bryce. Oh. It's Richie Cunningham's daughter. Yeah, her. Yeah, she's a director. Yeah, who directed Han Solo. Solo. Okay. Wait, what? Yeah, Ron Howard directed Solo. Oh, right. I forgot. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah so. All right, uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine, uh, Chelsea Peretti, huh? Uh, Chelsea Peretti is exiting the show. Yeah, boo. Who's she? She's the she's the <laughs> yeah. the, the loud mouth secretary who's always sarcastic oh, in the background. I, love her. I, I know. Love her. Yep, and she's gone. But she has she hasn't been on the show that much in the last year or so, so it sort Get of makes sense. I know. I know, but she's decided to exit the show. Um. So that's all I have in the news. I'm sure there's more because Comic Con was this weekend, and I'm sure I'm missing something that came out. Uh, but go check out those. Sites. Oh, and also in the ratings, I guess I would say the ratings have been lower than normal for the f- the first week or the first two weeks of uh, uh, fall fall lineup. They have not been great. The only big standouts from Manifest did really well. And everything else is either doing average or below average. So, no, the, the manifest right now is the only breakout hit. Let's see what happens when uh, CW and uh, some uh, some of the other big, like the rookies, coming on ABC soon. So I'm hoping it does really well. All right, let's move on to the shows. First up, we're going to talk about Fear the Walking Dead, and we are on the timer. So this was the season four finale. And it were in order for it to work, it required the cast to be dumb. Um, like I don't blame them for drinking the water that was in the site because uh, wh- why would they think it was contaminated? So that all is fine. The problem I have is that Martha, the as they call her, the filthy woman. It, I don't understand why she's still alive. She should have been dead like ten times. And Morgan, who I consider to be pretty smart, did all the dumb things he could with her in this episode and then they solved everything with beer at the end and i like to point out from a scientific standpoint that if they're saying that alcohol uh stops the antifreeze from metabolizing in their blood what it doesn't do is reverse the metabolizing that had already happened so if they were already sick it would stop them from getting sicker but it wouldn't reverse them and make them well in, immediately. Like, I just thought that was a little ridiculous. But that's just me. Anybody else thoughts, opinions? Um, I watched a little bit of it, and yeah, I, I happen to agree. I, I thought it kind of fell flat. Um, there wasn't anything for a season finale. There wasn't really anything exciting about it. Um, it was just kind of like like ending a story and beginning a new one. It was just kind of, you know... and. She finally does die by the end of the episode, which is kind of good because I was getting kind of tired of, of her I was, whole... I was over her a while ago. But I yeah. just think that they had the there was this moment where I thought they were going to kill everybody but Morgan. And I was like, really? Are they going to do that? And then they didn't kill anyone in the finale. I was right. like, have you guys never seen The Walking Dead? Someone always dies in the finale. That's just the thing, guys. 
Right. Yeah. And I thought it might be Charlie because, you know, she's the youngest. And so she'd probably get the sickest. And, you know, I thought well, she was. Gonna... I didn't think it should be Charlie. But yes, I see. It could have been anybody, but it just it felt lame. That, yeah. Yeah. So it was not the best. Like for a season that I was recommending to people and being like, Fear the Walking Dead got really good. This is great. You guys should start watching it. And then it just ended on a whimper. Uh, that's a bit yeah. disappointing. Yeah, so are they going to go to Alexandria or, or no, not? No, they are not. You kills. knew they weren't going to go to Alexandria. That's the point of having a spinoff is not being in Alexandria. So you well, can't I have thought, this. Go ahead. Well, well, with ratings falling for both shows, I figure they might want to try to combine the casts or something and make one show out of it. Maybe that's where they were going with it. No, no. The whole point is to have two shows. Um, so you knew that something was going to happen to prevent them from going to Alexandria. You just didn't know what. And it was just at the last minute, Morgan was like, I've decided not to go to Alexandria. And it's literally in the last five minutes of the show. And he was like, let's set up camp at this factory. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. And they're like, it's so exciting for the next season. I was like, really? I'm not that excited about next season. Like, they haven't done anything. There was nothing in the finale that made me revved up for next season. Now, once we get in, once they start showing trailers for the next season, then maybe I'll change my mind. But for right now, that was very mediocre. All right, that's all I have to say about that, and let's move on. Um, Next up, let's talk about Better Call Saul. And this is not quite the season finale. I think we have two, one or two more episodes. I can't remember. Um, But Better Call Saul this week, what happened? Oh, uh, oh, yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy was supposed to get, or Jimmy thought he was going to get reinstated. Yeah, he's supposed to get his license back. And he did, like, I could tell you the exact moment where he failed in the uh, in the interview. That moment where she was like, what's your inspiration on being a lawyer? And he was like, oh, I just always wanted to do it, you know. And I was like, dude. Like, you could see the look on her face. And for Jimmy, who reads people, I don't understand why he couldn't figure out that he had given the wrong answer right in that moment. Well, I think he did. I think that's why he didn't leave. You know, he, he knew something was wrong. And so he kind of sat outside the office to wait until one of the, the folks from the panel came out. So he kind of gauge, you know, if what he did was severe enough that he wasn't, that, that he was not going to have a shot at getting reinstated. Yeah. And then he went on a big string of self-sabotage, like everything he did, after that was all just oh, it's like, dude, Jimmy, what are you doing? Um, so yeah, I wasn't impressed by Jimmy's performance in this one, but now I don't. I think this is what's going to lead us to Saul. Like that's the deal he's going to have to make in order to get his license back. Um, and then what? on the uh, other side with Mike. You got the German dude that basically did the great escape. What's that about? Yeah, I don't understand why they were kind of showing us, you know, when he had to go back in to check the explosive and he like, you know, was shaking and everything. I I don't know whether they're trying to tell us he has some sort of illness. No, no, that was a hundred percent. He was planning something. He, he basically deliberately made it so that the fuse wouldn't go off and that he'd have to go back in there alone. So that he could change something and nobody would know what he was doing. And that's why he was so nervous when uh, it was about to go off. That's why he was sweating. Because he had changed something. 
And that's also part of the whole, his escape. There's something else going on. And that's what Mike has to figure out. And I think that's going to be awesome. Oh, okay. See, I didn't see that at all. I thought maybe he has some sort of illness and maybe that's why he really wants to get back to his wife because it's like he obviously volunteered for this clandestine operation. And now all of a sudden he's, you know, he's shaking, he's on the phone with his wife and he needs to get out of there. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I think he's doing something. I don't know what it is and I want to know what it is. It's, I'm very curious. I think it's fantastic. Uh, somebody outsmarted Mike. Which is yeah, very and, uncommon. And, uh, and I'm kind of wondering what's going on with Kim because she seems to be enjoying like the bait and switch type, you know, activities a little too much. Um, She's always with, gotten a thrill out of it. With with yeah, with the whole you know swapping the paperwork for uh, Mesa Verde, and so I'm just wondering is she going to? Uh, I'm kind of I'm I don't know. I'm just kind of keep wondering how her ex is going to be with regards to the show and how it kind of dovetails into, into, um, breaking bad, breaking bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she is the big question mark. That is true. All right. Uh, so we're going to say thumbs up for better call Saul. Yes. 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 All right. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about God friended me and I'm going to give the floor to you son, but remember we only have five minutes and everybody else has to speak. So go. What you... <laughs> hey, uh, I don't even have time to respond to that comment. Um, I, um, uh, I will say, <laughs> I will say that I am. The show makes me mad, um, and mostly Why? because okay. because uh, Kevin probably saves the world is a way better version of this show. <laughs> and ABC canceled that show, and then CB gave, CBS gave me this replacement show. It's not as good. Um, I, but I will say this. I, I, the leads are fine. Um, the guy uh, in the show, I don't know his name, but he was in The Mayor, that really right. short-lived yeah, show. Brandon, um, Brandon Michael Hall. What is it? Brandon Michael Hall. Ah, oh, Brandon Michael Hall. You know what? He's He's watchable. He's likable. He's certainly not as charming or um or likable as jason ritter and i know that i spoke i mean yeah jason ritter i spoke with libby about this um and this is actually one of the points that i make that she made but and i agree with it is that the show a little bit has a little bit more of a heavier drama kind of uh, you know feel to it and it's anchored by joe morton who definitely is you know your your kind of solid drama actor so i get it and that actually works for the show because i think that he does um drama better the lead brandon does drama better than 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 comedy or light stuff uh yeah but the thing for me i i mean i'll let other people talk about the actual show um i just thought that the concept was uh first of all it's been done and it's been done better um uh, and so i have a little chip on the show my shoulder so i'm not sure i'm the right person to talk about this show <laughs> um I, to be fair so i'll i'll um i'll release the floor but i will say this i will continue to watch um, and I'm hoping it gets better, but it's it's a little trite, and I think it's a little forced, um, and it doesn't. I don't think it does comedy well at all. So if you're going to call it a dramedy, then it I think it fails as a dramedy. If you want to make I, it a drama, I, 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 I called it. I called it a dramedy. No, so. I know. I'm just saying, if anybody wants to, I think oh, okay. you know. So I feel like it's a little. They're losing something by being kind of middle of the road. I, I mean, it's not dramatic enough for me, and it's certainly not funny enough for me. So it's a little bland. Um, and then I'm going to just you know, I'll I'll leave it there. 
All right. Well, Aaron, uh, what go ahead, um, is uh, for me, I, I found that um, I wasn't able to relate to the characters enough. One thing that Touched by an Angel did so well is you could relate to each individual scenario. Um, I didn't relate as much to some of the, the, the scenarios that they set up. And um, I do like the leads as well. I agree with you, Yusun. Um, I think the Kevin uh, Saved World is uh, written better. Um, I think I, I'm hoping that this one will find its legs and differentiate itself and do something different. Um, I'm bring that back the other show. Sorry. <laughs> no, I know. I hear you. And, uh, you know, like one thing that took me out, um, because I think they tried to cram too much into the pilot. Um, when Kara got hit by the car at the end, uh, it, it just wrapped up too quick. She was, she, she basically died. They revived her. She's in the hospital. And then she's walking down the street with Miles in the next scene. And I'm like, wait a minute. Hold on here. It was you a know? very light hit by a car. It was, but it's still a stop. <laughs> no, I totally agree with Aaron. Totally. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm fine with that. We got to move on because there's three more people that have to talk. So. Oh, sure, sure. Uh, Greg, uh, what I, did you think? Oh, sorry. Oh. <clears throat> well, um, I, I think uh, Brandon Michael Hall is, is very charismatic. I think, um, I think he's going to do a good job carrying the show. I kind of like the premise that, you know, he's a guy who does a podcast. Um, he's trying to, you know, kind of become famous, although he's an atheist and his podcast is about not believing in God. Um, but I, I like, uh, I guess the, the one particular part is that I know that, you know, you call a show God friended me. And of course, that's going to bring all of the, you know, Christians to watch the show um, or, or folks who believe in God to watch the show. But they kind of hinted in the show that maybe God isn't really God and that it could be an artificial intelligence. I don't think that's what they hinted at all. And, and, and so they're kind of hinting, yeah, yeah, they kind of hinted a little bit that um, they may kind of go down the person of interest route where, um, you know, they kind of hint that this is kind of a, you know, a, a computer kind of, you know, uh, can see all of these interactions between people uh, on the Internet and it's, and it's kind of making this... Uh, this main guy interact with those folks. So I, I like think to see- that I think that's his ration. That's not what I saw at all. But I think that that's his. That's I think that's his rationale explanation of it. But I don't think that's what it's going to be at all. But that's just my. Okay. I watched that show. <laughs> but I don't think that's what that. Sh- this is that show. But anyway, uh, Peter, your thoughts. Well, I, I have not seen. Um, I haven't seen the show that Houston really likes, so I can't. Uh, compare it. You're not supposed um, to be comparing it. Just say what you think about this one. That's fine. But I, I liked it. I, I thought the leads were very charming. I, I like the tone. You know, it's light. It's, it's, it's not like a comedy, but I mean, it has, there's a lightness to it that I enjoy. Um, and what it reminded me of actually is, and I think God, yeah, I don't think it's a person of interesting. I don't know. Have you guys ever seen on, I want to say it's on, it's either on Twitter or Facebook. But on Twitter or Facebook, there's a God profile. So a lot of time in politics, if like Trump says something, God will respond and be like, this is not true or whatever. But it's, it's very, so that's kind of what this reminds me of, except that what if it really was God? So I think it really is a God or, you know, a supreme being. And I don't think we're ever going to really ever meet God. I think, that, I think it's just a good way that the show can give you new missions for the characters and stuff. Right, but right, right, right. I, I enjoyed it. I'm I'm not saying it's the best show or anything, but yeah, yeah, I, I, I was pleasantly surprised. I was like, oh, this is a fun show. I, yeah, yeah, but, well, I'm, I just uh, want to say one thing No, here. it's my turn. Real quick. 
I, my turn. I, no, I just want to tell him to try Kevin. Just try the Kevin show if you like this. I'd be really curious to see. Oh, okay. Well, thank you. Uh, I'm gonna having seen both shows, but I'm not gonna compare them because I actually don't think they should be compared. Oh. Um, <laughs> I enjoyed this show. Uh, I think the leads are pretty good. The only, uh, the, and I like the mission. I like the setup and everything. And I'd probably, I'm probably going to watch a couple more. Um, the one thing I thought that was played, that they played their hand too quickly was, of course, you've got two attractive people and there's a little bit of, you know, normally on a show like this, they do a little bit of will they or won't they. But this show at the end did a very much, they will in about five minutes. And I was like, what is going on? <laughs> Like, they really upplayed the romance at the very end to the point where I thought they were about to make out in the park. Um, and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is just a pilot, people. Calm down. So um, other than that, I think that the show has potential. And I'm, I'm interested to see where it's going. And I enjoyed it. Uh, so that's all I have to say. we got to move on. All right. Next up, we're going to talk about 911. And I'm interested in what Peter has to say about this because you just did a marathon and caught up. So yeah, yeah. What, what did you think? I mean, because you've been watching 911 for, for all week. Yeah, I really I really like this show. It it's it's a very it's the kind of show that you have to buy into how over the top some of the episodes like in the first season, there's like a zombie type situation. There's a person who there's a valentine's episode where a person's gonna cut someone's heart out i mean it, it there's an outrageousness to it that you have to go with and if you don't go with that then the show won't work um having said that um i really enjoy that and i really like the cast i i, I mean for a show that doesn't seem like it's super serious i find myself emotionally invested in the characters it could just be because it's also it's you know angela bassett peter krause i mean they're good actors um but, I mean, even a character like Buck, who I was not on board with in the beginning, I was like, oh, he's just the conceited hot guy. Like, I kind of like him now. You know? I like, told you! <laughs> I know, you're right. <laughs> as far as the premieres, um, I think Jennifer Love Hewitt better than I thought she was going to be. I like that she's that guy's sister. She's Buck's the older sister. sister right? Yeah, Buck's sister. Um, I still miss Connie Britton, so I... I mean, is she off the show or is she just as far, she, she's dead? She could come back. I know. As far as I know, she just decided not to do renew her contract. That doesn't mean she can't come back. Um, but they Buck talks about her all the time, so I keep feeling like she is going to come back. So I don't know. I hope so. Um, but I enjoyed this. Yeah, yeah. I think the whole earthquake thing works pretty well. Um, it, you know, it, it means the kind of shows you got to up the stakes, you know, it's a big thing now, you know, and like, so, um, but yeah, I thought it was all pretty good. I don't really, uh, well, yeah, I got I, really I, emotionally I, invested in this week's episode with Hen and she's the one that's trapped underneath the rubble and, you know, the girl. team has, and she has to find the girl, the team has to find I, her okay. and she gives this really emotional speech into her phone to her wife. And I was like, Oh my God, don't kill Hen. Um, uh, <laughs> because Hen is a, small enough character she's a big enough character that i really care about her but she's a small enough character that they legitimately could have killed her and so i was really really worried uh and i'm really glad that she made it out and that the team pulled together to save her and it was just all it was all beautiful i I can't i don't think they'll kill her because i think that 
she'll probably be, if she isn't already, she's probably a fan favorite. And also, she has a pretty good, she has a pretty good arc because she's a yeah. character. She's a character that we care about that did something bad. You're like, oh, that's not good. You know, sleeping with your drug addict ex, you know, ex-con. Or, like that. And you like the relationship she's in. So it's like, I feel like that's a journey we want to, a redemption journey we want to see. So I don't think they'll kill her. Like, well, they I already yeah. didn't kill her. Well, episode, I mean, three, but you mean fair, right? Episode, but I right, mean, right. like, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm, I'm a fan. Good, good new show. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, did you see it? Um, yeah, I didn't see the whole thing. Um, I'm a little bit behind, but yeah, I mean, I, I love the show, and I'm, I'm invested in it. I think Ryan Guzman is a welcome addition. Oh, uh, right, new hot guy. And I <laughs> love his parenting with his son. Oh yeah. The, when, when I first saw that, okay, I'll admit, Misty, I didn't full full on "This Is Us" cry, but it touched me. So um, I'm totally invested. Yeah, I like the fact that they have him be like he. That when they introduce the new hot guy fireman, you're not assuming that he's a single father and that his yeah. son has special needs, and that there's that and that relationship. They really establish that relationship so quickly to where you absolutely care about his son immediately. Yeah. So yeah, th- thumbs up for me. All right, uh, next up, let's talk about uh, This Is Us. Uh, who'd like to go first? Who cried the most? Yeah, I'll go I'll go first because I'm going to be the negative one. Um, I think, I, think I texted you, and, and, I, and you know, I, I, I just texted, I think, you and said, um, This Is Us, I give it a pass this week because from my point of view, like, nothing really happened. I mean, the only thing that really happened in this episode was that um, um, uh, what's his name went to the rec center and then, you know, talked oh. to the congressman and then everyone was kind of Randall. building up for Randall. Yeah. Thank you. And then everyone was building up for the premiere of the, the movie. Um, Kevin. That, yeah. that, I'll just say number two, um, <laughs> Kevin, uh, Kevin, uh, made with Ron Howard. And that was pretty much it. I didn't really think very much happened. Um, the storyline didn't really move forward. And even the flashbacks didn't really add to the story uh, this week. But I give it a pass. I disagree. It's been so good before then. So I'll let, I'll let uh, uh, everyone on the call refute me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, for me, uh, the main focus was really Randall. Randall was doing everything he could at that rec center, trying to fix all the problems. And then the the woman who lived there told him how he spent all day there but didn't speak to anybody, so he didn't actually bond and become one of them. And he what he commented to his wife about, which I thought was really interesting because it would work with the flashback, is he talks about he tries so hard and he never fits. He never quite gets it right. He either tries too hard or not hard enough, and he never... He never quite manages to to fit in where he wants to fit in. And he doesn't, even at this age, he doesn't know what he's doing wrong. He doesn't really get it. Um, and part of that is because, you know, he he's a black kid who wanted to fit in the black community, but because he was raised by white parents, he doesn't quite know how to do it. And this is a struggle that he's been doing his whole life. And then I think what was, there's two points was when he, when he was a kid, he ends up, turning down his scholarship to uh uh not scholarship but at least admittance into howard university so that he could help take care of his mom who's grieving though 
I was like yelling at him through the screen. I was like, dude, you don't have to give it up. All you have to do is delay it for a year. Like, so he could have not given up his entrance. He could have he could have uh, postponed it, and that they would have accepted that for a family emergency. Um, but yeah, it shows that how he's trying to be mature and be the man of the house, and he's trying to like be his dad. And then at the very end, when he hears that his sister's like she's the only one who could pass on their father's genes or the father like who their father was, you tell you can tell it really hurts him because he's got kids. He's married, he's got kids, and she doesn't count him yes. as in the family. And that really hurt. And I don't know what you mean by progressing the story forward. This Is Us is not about plot points and who's going to murder who and whatever. It's about the relationships within the family. And I think it absolutely moved forward. All right, Aaron, your turn. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, Randall's heartbreak just just blew me away this episode and watching Kate's continuous struggles broke my heart. Um, and finally seeing her have to deal with her mom and her mom's thoughts about, you know, um, her carrying a child through in vitro. So I thought that the, I thought that was brilliant. And when Toby lost it, I was like, yo, wow. But that you know was good. I, mean? I thought the go Toby, everybody was like, I thought, yeah. I thought that he, somebody should have said what Toby yes. said. And even and though it was out of character for him, I was like cheering. Yeah. Oh, me too. Me too. I was giving him thumbs up at the at in the, at the TV screen because I was so glad to see him stand up and 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 you know and and take that moment. And so I thought the the episode was phenomenal, um, as it always is for me. Um, I related to everything, everybody, and every struggle that they went through because I don't know. I'm so invested with each and every character. Whether we go into the flashbacks where we see him give up his Howard University admittance. It's like, wow, you know what I mean? And, and right down to what you said with Randall um, at the end with, with what Kate said and seeing the heartbreak in his face as the lights dim. And then we start to go into, uh, into uh, you know, the, the show that they're there to see. So uh, it, 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 I thought it was beautifully beautiful and painful at the same time. I agree. This is us. I still got it, man. All right. <laughs> uh, next up, we're going to talk uh, New Amsterdam. And that's going to be Greg, because I never watched it. Yeah, is anyone else watching? Not yet. Oh, wow. Okay, It's a, it's a medical drama. I don't care. Yeah, so... Um, I, I might tune in. I might tune in. Yeah, yeah I think um, in this particular episode, because um, they have uh, kind of different storylines they can go with, this particular episode was, was uh, uh, one of the storylines uh, took place in the psych ward, where there's this child who um, has been uh, overprescribed medication. And so he he's, he's, um, so much, has so much medication that he can't even express himself. And so the hospital has to argue, um, or they're going to try to take him off the medication. And then, and I don't know how true this is, but they, they say, like, with the, the school board, um, if, if he gets taken off his medication, they won't admit him back into school because they consider him a danger to the other children. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the psychiatrist believes that the only way that the child is going to be able to work through all of his pain and all of his hurt is if he actually can feel and get taken off the medication. So uh, it was a really good storyline with that, although it was kind of weird that um, they just kind of threw this thing. It's like, oh, we have a courtroom in the hospital uh, where we can – I mean, what? How does that happen? Um, I think that was just kind of for convenience. Um and then Freema Agamon's character has come back, and she's trying to treat patients, but um, she's been so far out of it because she's basically been doing the whole 
um, um, kind of uh, publicity kind of scene uh, propping up the hospital, but now she actually has to deal with the human problems that people have when they're sick, and it's kind of throwing her for a loop. Um, but uh, but I'll I'll pick out uh, what I thought was one of the best parts of the episode was that, you know, the main lead, um, of course, they say in the first episode that, that he has cancer. And uh, his wife comes in because um, she is having trouble with the baby and, and she's in the hospital. And um, uh, through, you know, his conversations with, with other people, you know, she's she's trying to, his wife is is trying to get him to open up and... Um, kind of share his experiences and what's going on because she feels that he's closed off. And so one of the things he's got to decide is whether or not that he's going to tell her that he has cancer. Um, but then right before he walks in, when he makes a decision, he's like, okay, I'm finally going to do this. I'm going to go in and tell her. Right before he walks in, the nurse comes out and says, you know, her condition is really fragile under no circumstances. Can you tell her anything that's going to uh, cause her any sort of mental distress? And so he's got to go and basically sit by her side, holding her hand and consciously make a decision to wall himself off from her again for the sake of her and the baby, which I thought was just really good storytelling. So I, 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 I do recommend uh, tuning into the show. Okay. <laughs> I don't have room in my life for, uh, so that glowing recommendation. I will see. I don't have any other, I don't have any other, um, Medical? Uh, medical shows. I just don't. Of, I don't like medical uh, shows. The uh, as, I don't know if anyone's watching the what is it the uh, internist? No, what what is it the a resident? The resident, right? I know a, a bunch of people at work are watching the resident, but I don't like medical shows. So, no. All right. Next up, we're going to talk about the gifted. Um, and the first episode did not particularly impress me, and then the second episode did less. <laughs> <laughs> so I am generally just I mean I love Amy Acker and this show has made me dislike her character a lot and I liked her a lot in season one I can't stand her this season and it's basically they just made her so abrasive and so just irrational and mm-hmm. uh, Amy Acker the mom, the mom um, they oh, made her so unlikable in these two episodes that I was like, how is this possible? How have you made me dislike Amy Acker and, <laughs> and boo on you for doing that. Um, and then the only thing that's still keeping me what, cause I don't really care about Polaris and her boyfriend and their baby. And I don't care about them at all. They've never made me care about them. Even in season one, I didn't care about them. So now I'm like, meh, still don't care. But the brother and sister, I do. Their relationship is still interesting. And the villain, they're making her on the edge of interesting. I'm starting to find her intriguing, which is kind of the point of the buildup. So I'm like, okay, they're doing that in the right direction. But what I really care about is I want to know what the dad's powers are and he needs to stop trying to fight him because it's not working right now. Every time he gets upset, it just comes out, which means he has no control. So, and he's keeping it a secret, which is a terrible idea. And especially because we just saw how powerful it is, which is he just like touched the wall and it disintegrated. So I'm thinking you should tell someone and, (laughs) and start because he's surrounded by mutants who've had to learn how to control their powers. And it makes no sense that he's not telling someone, Hey, I need to figure out how to control my powers. 
I mean, he's in denial right now because he doesn't want to deal with it, which I get. But there's a point where he is now endangering other people. But I still want to see his powers because they look cool. And that, and that would have made more sense if it actually happened. I don't mean they should have done this, but I'm saying it would have made more sense if it had happened in the first season because he wasn't as enmeshed with the mutant revolution or what resistance. Right. Or and so he whatever. has a lot he of has, mutants he trusts you know, now. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, agreeing with you wholly. Uh, anybody else see it and have thoughts? Yeah, um, I, I saw it. Um, I'm not feeling the inner circle. Um, even though Reva Page is interesting, or starting to be, I'm not as invested in the inner circle or who used to be the Hellfire Club. So I'm hoping that they'll uh, really amp up and not go the Magneto route, um, but give them, a, a for me, a more interesting goal. Um, who I'm interested in, though, is Evangeline, the, the lawyer. Um, she's actually a weird dragon um, in the comic book. She turns into an 18-foot fire-breathing dragon. So I think that she's very interesting. Um, I hope that they'll they'll utilize her more because she's very interesting in the comic books. So I'm hoping that we'll get to see more of her and it won't turn into a Medusa inhuman situation where they don't have the money to CGI her properly. <laughs> and, and we don't ever see a dragon because for me, I say don't use a character if you don't have the money to show them right. So I'm hoping that we'll see more of Evangeline and how she's going to really factor in the storyline because she drew me back in in this episode right i agree i agree uh she's uh, because i like that she very much was like you guys are crazy i thought we had a plan but we're gonna lose but then she just she's like okay well we'll try this and see what happens but yeah if you have a dragon why are we not using the dragon come on exactly it's like you have a hulk and you're not using a hulk right (laughs) uh all right let's move on uh next up we're going to talk about Manifest, and yes, we're still watching it. Um, this <laughs> was episode. You get one more episode. Yeah, uh, first episode I enjoyed. The second one was very mediocre. It was very like you could tell they spent a lot of time on the pilot, but it felt like they just kind of blew through the second episode. They didn't really spend a lot of time on it. So I really they need to give it some more umph. There needs to be something extra. Well, I think it was on. Allison on the last podcast who, I mean, I didn't actually believe her. Allison was like, oh, my gosh, if they spend all the time with this uninteresting family, there's no way I can watch this show. And I'm like, they're not going to do that. They've got all these people. they got like 100 people on the plane. They can tell all sorts of different stories. And then what do they do in the next episode? It was all about the same family again. Well, it, no one explained they, it to they, the, the black dude and his son. So we did yeah, spend they, some time yeah, with them. Like, yeah, but they yeah, but he, in the context the of... The- of of interacting with that primary family. Okay, yeah, what were you I saying? I think it's more like a bicycle wheel. You think it's more like a what now? A bicycle wheel. Like they're the they're the hub or the the middle, do you know what I mean? And then oh, all okay. the spokes are all the different people that they were on the plane. I think the idea of the series that I got from it was obviously that they're all interconnected and it seems like in some way they are going to help every single other person on the plane. Do you know what I mean? Or, 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 you know, you know, they might all help each other, but I feel like I, you know, I, here's my problem besides them being pretty interesting. They're unlikable. I really don't like the female lead, uh, you know, and, um, Someone said the other day about her chin, and I thought, well, let's not get into physical appearance. You know what I mean? <laughs> that but, was me. Right, no, no, but I don't like her chin. I was like, <laughs> ever since you said that, I was like, oh man, that chin. You know, and I was like, 
laughed because I thought, oh, goodness. Um, so it's your fault now. Um, but, but in addition to her chin, I don't like she you want to talk about abrasive. I, I maybe it's because she's I don't think she's a particularly good actor. I don't she's not terrible. But um, so she's there's like no empathy behind the aggressiveness there's no like she's just like a hard ass you know all the time and and the way they fight i have an older brother you know so i i, I oftentimes love to see kind of how how sibling you know are, are shown and and the love and the friction for sure um and my brother and i aren't particularly close so i kind of was watching and thinking is this believable or you know i just it was it was just annoying and so for me and don't yell at me, Libya, but I, uh -oh. it needs to be said, the show is structured very much like Kevin probably saves the world. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It, it is. I swear to you, I'm not crazy. Um, and I said this to a friend of mine who also watched the show, Kevin. Um, you know, it's 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 like, you know, who do we save this week? You know, it's like, how are we connected? You know, some you know, somebody tells us something supernaturally or godlike or we don't know alien whatever induced um and then let's go save that person and, and i feel like every episode is going to be like that you know what i mean so i mean i don't dislike the show um and i but i will agree with you i feel like the pilot was better than the the the, the second show um and i'm definitely going to give it a chance because i do like the mystery aspect of it and but yeah no i mean it's it, it really kind of i loved it the first show and I thought oh this this could really be good and then the second show was like we'll see but I, I don't like a lot of the characters the main ones so that's my problem really I mean you know but I'll watch it I'll keep watching it yeah I'm giving it another go because sometimes that this happens when especially when you're starting a new show you gotta get your legs and the second episode was not it they did not yeah. get their legs at all on the second one I, I, I don't know I don't I don't know if it's the the writing or the acting, but uh, the brother is really bad too. He's just not good. Yes. He was just, he just did this thing where he was talking to his wife and he was, he just did like this. Well, you know, you, um, you know, uh, your love is, you know, had to wait for me, but my love didn't. And blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> this <is> bad. <laughs> I <agree. laughs> uh, Aaron, any thoughts before we move on? Uh, nothing additional. It's all been said. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, I, wait, wait, wait. Can uh, I say something? Go ahead. Oh, just because it's my first time talking about the show, because um, I, I watched the two episodes. Oh, I forgot. I totally asked you to do it. I totally forgot. I'm so sorry. Go ahead. I Yeah, I would agree. I thought the pilot was definitely stronger. I thought this was kind of a slog. Um, I It's a weird show, because I feel like they're trying to balance these. It feels like the whole show is like how people aren't connected anymore even and i don't know if that's supposed to be somewhat of a like a the times we're living in you know uh, politics or trends or whatever but they're using the notion of you know what if these family members were gone for five years and like what would that how would they connect or not connect and it feels i i like the idea um where i'm like oh okay so like you know one family is going to try to work it out, which I'm assuming means that sucks for whoever the uh, the guy is, right? That the, the woman was seen. And then the other one, they're already married. It was her best friend that got married. And I, I don't mind that as an idea, but I would agree with everybody on this podcast that like, I do kind of think it's, I think it might be more of an actor thing because I'm just like, 
I'm not really feeling it with these performances. You know, I'm just like, eh. Like, they just all seem so bland. Um, I will probably give it one more episode. Also, I really rolled my eyes when the they killed off the character. Remember, she's watching herself on television. Oh, right. And then they just, some shadow oh, shows oh, up and shoots her in the back bad. of the head. Yeah. yeah. Uh, lame. So. <laughs> so. <laughs> so anyways, yeah. So I'll give it one more. I think that's pretty much the consensus. All right. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about The Good Place. And yay, The Good Place is in a good place. I love the fact that every time you think you know where the show is going, they're like, psych, we're not going there. Why would we do that? So uh, that moment where they all, they're all like in the bathroom and all the demons are yelling at each other about how they're going to stop each other. And then the judge shows up and pulls them all in. It's like, and like tosses one into like a pit. And then she's like, and you're going to get recalled. And then you're going to get your memory flashed. And then we're going to leave them alone. And I was like, oh my God, what's going to happen? And then the brilliance of everything that, um, oh, what's her name? Judy, June, Jane. What is her name? Janet. Janet. It's just Janet. everything she was, she had ordered on earth just all started popping in at the same time. Like a backed up awesome. printer. Yeah, that was fantastic. Jinx, you're yeah, it. I love that yeah, so I really, and then they use that as an escape to get back to Earth and how cool that, like, I was like, oh, but now they're stranded on Earth, which is not, like, I don't know what that's going to mean, but I think it's great. And neither one of them has powers, but they're still on a mission to help. Uh, and I will say that Cheedy and Eleanor need to be together, period. That's all I'm going to say about that. All right, any other thoughts? <laughs> I thought it was terrific. I thought it was a great, uh, you know, you know, I, I, yeah, I love all those characters and I, I really want to see uh, Chidi and Eleanor together too. Cause you see how like Chidi being Chidi is freaked out at the, at the idea that they're actually becoming friends or more, right. you know, because he wants to stick to his, stick to his ethics and everything. And you want them to be together. I was like, ah, oh, come on, you know, like, but um, yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was you know, very funny you know, as usual. Of course. I, of course, the whole idea too, of the Australian version of an American experience with the gun like that's <laughs> a real gun <laughs> yeah like that was great you know like so yeah very funny any other thoughts anyone else uh yeah i i just want to say um because i i haven't been on the podcast so i don't know what you guys have been saying about the first two episodes or whatever um i i really like this episode and i'm pretty sure i liked it better than the second episode i I don't have a problem with any of the episodes i love the show i love the show i could not have been more excited um but i was just like you said libya i love how they just take it to a different place but i was a little worried when the premiere came out and i kind of was like oh i don't know they're gonna be on earth now it's boring i mean i love the high concept of them being in the good place um and then i thought i don't know but now with the them being on earth actually makes it really funny ted danson and janet and not having powers and now they're the fish out of water and i love ted danson's it's so adorable his like you know all the things he gets excited about you know being human (laughs) and and whatever i can't even remember any of the one-liners but um something about he likes riding a bus yeah stuff like that all of it just uh, every once in a while he drops one you know and janet is fantastic and um, I'll just finish by saying that, boy, do I really love, um, oh, what's her name? Maya. Um, Maya? As the judge. Oh, yeah, as the Maya, judge, yeah. Yeah, Maya Rudolph as the judge. Uh, you know, I'm glad they brought her back. I don't know how much more we'll see of her because it seems like the plot line, 
we won't see her. But um, yeah, I just think it's top notch. The writing, the acting. The, I also you know, every- love the changes. They said how saving their lives actually changed all these random things. Yes! I thought that was hilarious. But it was random things that actually happened. Are what we have yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's a, it's a smart show. It's a smart show. It's It's not just... Uh, not, you know, um, quippy and this and that. It's really good writing. So, yeah, it's a great show. All right. uh, Moving on. Next up, we're going to talk how to get away with murder. And the ratings are not great on the show right now. Um, So this, I'm guessing this is probably going to be the last season. But, and to be honest, how many people can this group of people murder before they get caught? (laughs) You know? (laughs) I feel like... I feel like at this point, every single person in that group has murdered someone. Um, and they're all all covering for everybody else. It's really kind of crazy. Wait, even Paris from Gilmore Girls has murdered she, someone? She just, this season, she just murdered someone. They just showed in the open. Uh, not they, accident? No, they show her choking somebody. Like, they're already hurt and they're dying. And they show yeah. her stand over them and, and choke them and cover their mouth and nose. So wow. she kills somebody this season. Um and and at this point I was like I think that's everybody except for Viola Davis. Viola Davis is the only one who hasn't murdered anyone. Um, but everybody else that she cares about and takes care of, they've all murdered somebody at this point. It's crazy. Uh, so I feel like this should be the last season because I'm like, come on, unless next season is Viola Davis finally murders someone. Um, but yeah, it's it's. I still love these characters. I love their growth and where they are, where they're moving to and remembering all the different aspects of them and how each one is trying to get redeemed. Like everyone at this point feels like trash. Like all the main characters feel like trash and want to get redeemed. Like that is the point of this season. And they keep murdering people. (laughs) It's like they can't stop. It's, uh, well, yeah, I'm thoroughly enjoying the story. I, I really am. Uh, anybody else watching the show? Thoughts? Yeah, I'm watching it. I, I liked, um, you know, Michaela has hated Annalise for such a long time. Well, before she loved Annalise and thought Annalise was the greatest person on earth. Um, but you know, she finally, I guess they came together and worked together on a case, which I thought was really cool because you could see like Annalise's respect for her, um, and, and her ideas and how she wanted to do it. But then of course, you know, in like, in, in Annalise fashion, she like takes over, and, you know, wins the case, you know, which I thought was uh, uh, was really cool because, you know, she's, you know, she's the best out there, right? Right, right. But, yeah, that was – the case itself was actually pretty good. Yeah. I, I like the case. Uh, Aaron, your thoughts? Um, yeah, I agree. I thought that the case was intriguing that they were trying. I was drawn into that, and I thought that that was really, really – um, well played out, as long with all the, the twists and turns that came with it. Um, but uh, one thing that I found so interesting is I liked seeing Annalise back, um, you know, on the kind of uh, uprise as she was, you know, moved into her new expensive luxury place. And, you know, she's kind of walking through the law firm, you know, back in charge. But it was so interesting then when her boss, I, I, I'm sorry, I forgot his name, um, it is, uh, is it Tim Robbins, I think? Um, but anyway, he came back in and he said, you're, you're basically, uh, yeah, you're all of that, but you're an employee and you're going to now take the case that I give you. And having to watch her remember in that moment, wow, because she was always the boss. 
Right. You know? And I thought that that was such an interesting turn that she was so, you know, uh, we saw another turn in her. So yeah, she um, was kind of thrown by that. She, and she, cause he, he used a tone with her that he should have used at the beginning. Yes. Um, which is cause he kept asking her to do stuff yes. and it didn't get the response he wanted. So finally he actually was like, I am the boss. This is what you're doing. And she was like, yeah. Oh, okay. And she like didn't fight him at all. It was crazy, and it was it was literally how he came at her. Yes, and um, he's yeah. right. He is her boss. Yeah, you know? and I think it's going to make a great dynamic. We're going to see another side of Annalise now. I think, right. um, and having to now navigate as an employee. So I, I just thought it was really an interesting episode. Right. Oh yeah, I agree. Thumbs up. I I am I'm liking this season. Um, I do want to see where it goes. So, yeah, I'm invested in this show. Yeah, right. Are they drawing out this whole, like, this guy may, might be Bonnie's kid thing? It's like, well, we do, know he's Bonnie's they, kid because they did the DNA match. He's 100%. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, they're, yeah, it's just kind of, they're going to stretch it out. Of course they are. That is the show. Uh, <laughs> I just want Bonnie to find out before she possibly murders him because we don't know who she murdered. It would suck <laughs> if she murders her son because they didn't freaking tell her. Oh my god! Yeah. Uh, all right. Next up, let's talk about. We're going to talk about a discovery of witches, which is a show on B, on Sky One, which will be airing on. Oh, somebody told me this. It's not yeah, BBC right. America. Yeah, but it's not BBC America. It's going to be like some other network that I'm blanking on. Uh, but. I have my ways and saw it at the same time that they're airing it in England. And it's based on a series of books. First book is called the discovery of witches, like a murder of crows. And I love it. It is, it is so addictive. I watched three episodes in one night and then I watched the first, fourth episode the next day. Um, and I just could not stop watching it. And, and the premise is basically, well, it's in England, so it has this majesty to it already. And all the characters, they're not teenagers, they're all adults. Um, and you have your main character, who is a really, really strong witch, but she's in denial about being a witch because her parents were killed when she was a kid for being witches. And so her whole life, she's resisted the whole lifestyle, being a witch, being trained to be a witch. She tries to ignore that witches exist, except... Her aunt was a witch who raised her and she's been pushing all that away her whole life. But now, and she's been instinctively leaving, using just a little bit of magic without doing spells, just using power and all her power just got blown up. And to the point where she's crazy powerful now and anything that emotionally affects her creates like a big spell and the premise is that the uh, where not the werewolves the vampire lead guy is trying to get a hold of this book that she got to save the world blah 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 everybody wants a book everybody's chasing her and it's like now go and I love it uh, Yusun how many episodes have you seen uh, two so I've seen tell, two tell me I don't uh, remember where the cutoff is so you're gonna have to tell me what happened in your two episodes. Uh, or well, what did you? I, how about this? Not don't don't sum it up. Just tell me what you liked. How about that? Yeah, I was gonna say or what I didn't like. Okay. Um, 
Uh, you know, you you were telling me that it's a guilty pleasure. I, I don't think it's a guilty pleasure. I don't I don't think it's to me guilty pleasure means it needs to be cheesy or I don't know if the subject matter is like super embarrassing or or whatever. I mean, it may turn into a guilty pleasure. And like you said, I laughed when you said that the be, uh, having it being set in England, you know, kind of makes it already more majestic. So it's like. I feel like the plot and the characters and all of that, if they were teenagers and the show was on CW, it would be a guilty pleasure. You know what I mean? But they are adults and it's English. And so there's this gravitas to it. I mean, it's also shot that way. It's, it's, it's a little cinematic. And in fact, it reminded me of like Rosemary's baby or the omen, you know, it kind of, you know, had more of this menacing quality that was, you know, there's this great moment where, the vampire is following the witch and he has this look in his face. I was like, Oh, he's, is he going to kill her? Like you really believe he's going to hurt her when he finds her. Yeah. Yeah. The acting is top notch. There's a whole bunch of, uh, Matthew good is the lead. I love him. You know, he's been in a billion different things and, and he was a late addition to, uh, Downton Abbey. So, um, he's been in romantic comedies. He's been in drama. So he, you know, all of that stuff. He makes an excellent vampire. He look he looks the part, acts the part. I will say this though. Um, it's look, anything with vampires werewolves and witches they're the lore's out there you know so for me it's i don't i'm not too judgy because i figure well you pick and you choose what's what's your vampire going to be like what are the rules for your vampire in this series you know and you know people they're going to make up their own or they're going to pick the ones they like and stuff so i don't have a problem with that but um i had to laugh now you have not watched it or read the books or anything but um the relationship between the vampire and the witch even though she is Special. She's got special powers. Um, it, you know, I laughed because there's a lot of Twilight-isms in there. You know, like, he craves her blood and he's obsessed, but he could hurt her, you know. And uh, he's got to go hunting and take down an elk or something, you know. And, um, and, the, and, this, and then she's, like, attracted to the dangerousness of him. And, you know, so there's this Romeo and Juliet thing of witches hate the vampires and the vampires hate the witches, but we love each other. I mean, it's not there yet, but that's obviously, you know, a attention that exists um but yeah no i think the it show looks good um i i think the acting is great um it there's some moments that i think are a little bit kind of cheesy but i i don't have a problem with it at all i don't think it's a guilty pleasure um and i think it's nice and refreshing to see something almost it's like a you know one of those like british police procedural kind of things it's very they take themselves seriously but not in a way that makes me laugh you know what i mean right so uh, it's it's a fun watch because it's just nothing like i've i'm used to because that's when true we talk that is vamp- true you know what i mean when we do vampires when we do witches and werewolves it's all kind of very hollywoody and you know and and you know very cw or you know whatever so to have the mix mix the kind of the amalgam of, of, of the the British kind of sophistication or we take ourselves seriously and then apply it to this kind of supernatural business. Um, it's fun. It's fun. It, it, it really, it, play, it sh- plays like a movie to me, you know, as opposed to like a silly TV show. And that's great. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes. All right. Uh, next up, we're going, oh, we're both giving that thumbs up, I think, by the way. Yeah. Uh, next up, we're going to talk uh, Doctor Who. We Woo-hoo. delayed recording the podcast so that some of us could watch the live broadcast, which had, by the way, way too many commercials. So I was really annoyed by that. But other than that, I will be the first to say 
Jodie Whittaker knocked it out of the park. She yeah. was everything that I wanted in a new doctor. Um, she's funny. She's witty. She's just, you, you feel like she's got this brilliance just right there. You can feel the doctor again. And I'm sorry, but the number 12 didn't feel like the doctor. He just, I don't know. I was like, if he asked me to go travel with him, I'd be like, nah, I'll pass. But if Jodie Whittaker was like, let's go, I'd be like, yes, let's do it. And and then she makes mistakes like the doctor does. And it's like, it's great. It really feels like the same person that we've watched forever. And this is like one of the better versions of the doctor that you're going to get. I, I I think it was it was really well. Like it it met the hype. That's all I'm gonna say. Uh, Greg, we were texting each other while we were watching it, so I know a little <laughs> bit about what you thought. What did you, so let me know. Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was fantastic. Um, <clears throat> and I love these post regeneration episodes because the doctor kind of has to, um, you know, the doctor has that intelligence, but has to kind of figure out the new body and. And, you know, how the new body is going to serve, you know, being the doctor and everything. And so I, I really like, uh, you know, the memory loss. I'm like, what is this? No, I'm choosing the wrong word. It's like, oh, this feels like a different nose. You know, it was really <laughs> funny. Um, well, what was great was when someone called her ma'am and she was like, why'd you call me ma'am? They're like, because you're a woman. And she goes, am I? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was, that was all good. really great. Yeah. Yeah, I like that we got a new villain. I'm glad that he didn't just decide to roll out the Daleks or the Cybermen. Yeah, for or... a second I thought it was a Cyberman. Oh. Like, when he starts to, like, stand up, I was like, oh, is it going to be a Cyberman? And then he fully stands up. I was like, oh, no, not a Cyberman. Okay. Yeah, that's different. And then, you know, it takes the mask off. And I'm like, and you were texting me. You're like, ew. Well, I was yeah. ewing because his face. <laughs> Who has a face full of teeth? Come on. That was disgusting. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was, it was a real, it was a good bad guy that, um, you really wanted to see how he came to an end. But what I was hoping for, because the doctor couldn't remember her name for like the whole episode. So at the very end, when she finally remembers her name for like the fifth time, the bad guy goes, who are you? And she finally remembers I'm the doctor. And I was hoping the bad guy would be like, oh my God, you know, but he didn't. Sad. Yeah. Yeah, it's like he doesn't know. Yeah, and and for that matter, I don't think the doctor knew that species. Uh, the doctor seemed to be familiar with the with some of the technology, but not necessarily the species. Well, actually, she was frustrated with the technology. Remember, she was like, "This technology's weird. It's got all these layers of encryption. Seven of them don't make sense." So, like, I feel like this is the first time she's seen that technology too. So, right. Yeah, new race that she's never met. So, of course, they don't know who the doctor is. Yeah, but all in all, good episode. There were a couple times I was yelling at the screen, like uh, the whole train episode when it's like, okay, you see something in the darkness that looks like it has a bunch of tentacles and you're moving towards it. You no. should be right yeah, now. Be, well, they had nowhere else to run, but yeah, the mom, the grandma kept running towards it. And I was like, what are you doing? And then yeah, the kid hey. in the woods with the light, and I was like, don't touch it. Don't yeah. touch it. I literally I mean, was yelling yeah, I mean, that I mean, at my screen. Have you seen any horror movies? And then the guy in the garage is like, okay, it's one thing to have the cocoon in the garage, but when the cocoon splits open and light comes out, it's he time to He didn't run have away. a gun. He did, He knew he had been preparing to to face this alien his for seven years, and only thing he could come up with was a tire iron? Are you serious? Like, if I he came up with all this tech to, tra- to track it, to figure out where it's going to be, 
And then you didn't have a method to hold it or to question it or anything. That's stupid. Sorry. Uh, yeah, that bothered me. But yeah. he's a stupid human. He's not the doctor, so whatever. But but what the one thing I don't get is they don't really explain like what sort of ailment the main guy has. Like I, um, you know, is guy. he like is it like an inner ear thing where he doesn't have balance? Is that why he can't ride a bike? I wasn't really sure. Oh, at first they said it was it was physical dyslexia. They tried to say dyslexia, but I was like, wait, that's for reading. But it, they said that they called it physical dyslexia or something like that. So. I've never heard of it before, so I would have to look that up. I don't understand it either. Oh, okay. Because I was saying, okay, if he's got balance issues and everything, is he shouldn't he be climbing the... that tower? Yeah. Or yeah. Or why did you decide if if you want him to ride a bike? Why did you decide to take him on top of a mountain? <laughs> I know. Why the... not? A cl- it was like a sidewalk. As like anyone who's tried to ride a bike, you need a smooth side... surface. What are you doing? Why is he doing this on grass? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it was pretty though. I think they were doing it visually. It was it was it was stunning to look at. Uh, yeah. There was that, but yeah, there were a little couple problems. But the doctor knocked it out. Like she was great. Yeah. She was great. Yeah, I can't I can't wait for more. Absolutely, but yeah, definitely thumbs up. I'm behind Jodie Whittaker. I love it. I am now back on the Doctor Who train. Yay! All right. So, if you have any questions or comments, you can leave them at tvcampfire@gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter or on Facebook. You can listen to us on GetThePointRadio.com, Krypton Radio, Weedonopolis, and iTunes. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Bye.